Welcome to the Double Deuce Podcast, an amazing show that lasts only 22 minutes and is for you, the listener. So soak it up. So here are your two big beer hosts, Will Averill and Nelson. Hey, Will, hit the timer. It's us. Double Deuce. We're here. I'm pulling back from the radio shock jock thing that I've been doing the past few times because you pointed yeah. it out and all last week and the week before I've been living with this kind of oogie shame. Like, what have I done? Yeah. What have I become? I didn't start this podcast for commercial gain. Yeah. I started it for the love and the passion of casting. And I feel like I've slipped into some bad habits, and one of those is being shock jockey. Yeah. So I'd like to publicly apologize. Because, because that's going to get you commercial gains? Well, yeah. <laughs> I mean, obviously, that's what the point is. Yeah. Yeah, more listeners, clickbaity, that sort of thing. They, they love they love the shock jock. They love the shock jock. They love my shock jock. Yeah. But my point is, I'm just me, everybody, and I just want to be me. Okay. Yeah. Didn't really have an ending to that bit, but no. I just kind of started it and went with it. I think, got, I think you went too far to the other side. You think so? I think so. Oh. I think now you're trying to NPR it, maybe. <laughs> like, like even in my voice. Uh-huh. <laughs> like, like I pulled back yeah. a little bit here. Uh-huh. I'm trying to justify it because we don't really know. The mic's you're also kind of like steepling your fingers a little. and like, uh, well, like, now that, yeah, come on. You're man, looking a little. Because, you, me, because you, you told me not to bang on the table. That's true. You said don't bang on the table. No, that's, a fair, that's a fair trade-off. I'm just saying, noise. just that you're, you're doing the soft speak, the lean, the steepled fingers. You look very thoughtful. I feel like you're very judging me. I feel Laura, like Laura Lorson, is that how you sit when you do NPR stuff? I bet it is. I bet she Laura to the podcast? I'm sure. I'm sure Laura Larson <laughs> listens to the podcast religiously. Mm-hmm. It's exactly, it's got everything that she loves. It's in, true. Uh, Pe- people talking that you can't see. That's right. Um, and and talking about things that you don't really care about yep. uh, in ways that you don't find particularly amusing. No. It's her cup of tea, man. Yeah. Right up her alley. Speaking of cups of tea, yeah. we got a guest. We do have a guest. I've been trying to introduce him for like <laughs> two minutes. It's we, Dick oh, Hi! Hi, Dick. I feel like if you're going to do an apology, like I heard a thing the other day that like uh, was like a breakdown of like how a YouTube apology works, and it's like you sit down in front of the camera, or again in this case, in front of a microphone, and you have to like breathe really deeply, and you have to be like, and like brush your hair back, and then you have to be like, hey guys. <laughs> and that's how every YouTube apology video okay. is. Okay, okay. Can I just try, can I just try that? Hey, guy. No, you have to do this, the side first. Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah. Okay. You got to set the stage. Hey, guys. Okay. Go. Yeah, I feel like I could give a good... good I've been going through some stuff. Uh, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. It's it's uh, come to my attention that some of you have found what I've... A lot of people who just did something that they need to apologize for are going through some stuff. <laughs> Yeah, most of that stuff's being yelled at by the entire. There's area. a lot. There's a lot in the middle of that Venn diagram. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, Nick, how are you? I'm uh, good and tr- very happy that we're in a very nice, cool basement because I was like, oh, I'll walk over there. It's like three, four blocks. It's yeah. not going to be terrible. And I got halfway over here and I was like, this was a terrible idea. <laughs> not coming here to do the podcast, yeah, the, right. the the physical act of walking. Right. Yeah. And and sort of insider information here, uh, Nick and I both uh, live over near the hospital. So to walk uh, back and forth, you have to walk through that hospital plaza where they've taken all the trees down. So it's yes. just blistering sun the whole time. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it's, it's very unpleasant. It's very unpleasant. And then the other option is to walk around where there is still no shade and it's longer. 
Yeah. 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 They should really put like a shaded walkway through that mm-hmm. hospital plaza for you guys. Or just have. And anyone else who wants to like, move between your two houses. Ultimately, yeah. I could have just walked through the hospital, which is not the first time I would have used that as a cut through. But That's true. Although, man, I swear sometimes <laughs> when you think you know which way you're going to the hospital, you don't. Sure. I feel like that would that would maybe add some time to me. I'd be like, wait, where? where How did I end up here? in the ICU? Yeah. this is like I had to go up two floors to make this happen. So, <laughs> so I guess the moral of that story is get your shit together, Lawrence Memorial Hospital. <laughs> get shit together, clean up your fucking building, shade, shade your walkways, and shade your walkways. You know who does it right? Downtown Lawrence in that little back alleyway between Vermont and. Where they want to tear it down? No, they decided. Evidently, it is. It has been indefinitely tabled. Interesting. Nice. I think enough people complained, and they probably also That's found true. out that. Although, they, wasn't the problem that it was dangerous as it was currently constituted? Well, no. If you, if you think fire is <laughs> dangerous, that, that, it was, that it was like slowly breaking down. Like maybe not, maybe not a problem now, but the thing was like. Hey, this thing's gonna come apart. Yeah. I thought that was like the the issue that they were trying to deal with initially when I, they were like, get rid of it as an answer, and people were like, no, we should keep it. But then, I guess we're at, at a detente. Yeah. That. yeah, well, like you'd walk by and like over there, like towards like the round corner burger stand, and you could see like plants like growing up out of the gutters, mm-hmm. and then like down at the <laughs> other end of the block, there would be like inevitably in the winter something would fill up and there would be like a gigantic ice sheet that you could potentially like skate on. Yeah. Yeah, it was a uh, but like one of those things where it's like but everybody loves it and also like there are a ton of new businesses in there <laughs> who all just like bought signs predicated on the fact that that walkway uh-huh. was there. It was like, are you going to buy us all new signs? I am for a walkway, I gotta say. I like it. I just thought that there was a reason they were wanting to do something. <laughs> oh yeah, it's falling apart. Like, yeah. it's rusting and, like, it will inevitably, like, drop like something even, on like, a in, At that corner, like, around round corners, it's starting to crack apart a little yeah. bit, like, separate from the building just slightly. I was or, like, hoping... not actually separate yet, but the cracks are forming that will lead to that happening. I was hoping that that would end in an argument with you guys fighting. <laughs> no, I think sort of like fist fighting. And I, I think we, I think we're both pro walkway, but both agree that it does have some issues that maybe need addressed. Right. I just think it's interesting where people are like, "Both these things are true, but we're just gonna wait on <laughs> that. We're gonna wait." Do Do you ever wonder why people sit outside at the burger stand? Like, because if you walk past, it is literally an alley that comes right off of the dumpster. Yeah, yeah. And I'm just like, you. even on the best of days, it just smells kind of like old grease. Here's my yeah. theory on it. I think just people want to smoke weed outside. I think, A, that's a very, yeah. that's, that's, that's part <laughs> of it. Smoking in general. I also think yeah. this is a this is a town of service industry people, mm-hmm. so that's nostalgia <laughs> from, from, from your time when you went out back by the dumpsters to smoke every hour and a half. Uh, I'll also so, give you that, like, that's, this is a shadier area, even of where those dumpsters are. So I feel like it's not, those aren't the worst dumpsters you're going to be sitting in. Oh, no, no. No, those aren't the worst dumpsters in Lawrence, for sure. No. What would be the worst dumpsters in Lawrence? Um, I mean, I haven't taken any notes. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I feel like that's, I don't know that that's a I feel like that's, a, that's one that we need to take out to the audience. That's a hashtag. Hashtag <laughs> worst dumpsters in LFK. Uh, tell us your worst dumpster experience. I certainly think that the... The dumpsters at Village Square Apartments got particularly vile every now and then, but those are private dumpsters. I think yeah. you're looking for something a little more terrible, public dumpsters. But they, yeah. When you they know, fall, it could get rough. Borders, back in the day, when it was still open and it was still borders, like, those dumpsters were kind of publicy and they were pretty rank. 
Uh, the oh dumpsters outside behind um fucking uh, Salida Lindo. Yeah, uh, those you know, are see, bad that was dumpsters. Actually, yeah, I walk that alley like in between, like because you go yeah, to the pig and you get coffee, and then you realize that you're out of cigarettes, and you're like, "Well, I'm not paying ten dollars for cigarettes here. <laughs> I'm gonna walk down to the uh, convenience store for lack of a better uh, across from Henry's and. You have to walk past those. Yeah. And, yeah. yeah. No, it is, a, uh, it is a fetid, rank, terrible thing because you're not only walking past their dumpsters, you're walking to the dumpsters that are behind like several other restaurants that are all clustered there. Yeah. No, yeah. The, especially like in, in the, in the summer humid heat when it's had some nice time to really fester and, and get disgusting. It feels like something you could live inside. Or like, I mean, something. you could cut you could cut slabs of it and like use it to build. Things. Oh, I got you. Like, 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 it has, it has like, mass. It, it, it has, so, yeah. Something, something. It, it has a physical it, it could presence. Fill a medical tank <laughs> with, with some sort of hideous experiment in it that was alive and living on the proteins from the fluids. Is that where we're going, or am I just? I don't know, but I'd watch that weird movie. Direction. I think. Yeah, I think you. We need more Lawrence Kansas Chud movies, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, I feel like we haven't had a good Lawrence Kansas under like something's living under Lawrence, and it's it's coming out to eat people. Like nobody's making that locally. Yeah, come on, Kevin Wilbot. Like some some kind of something some infects like the mannequins that weavers. Yeah, yeah, that'd be good. Oh, that like, brings them to life. But, uh, but they're but they're it's still the like Chipotle all dumpsters. Yeah. <laughs> We, Jack and I were working on a movie idea for a long time uh, It's called Topeka Chicken Chupacabra And I'm not saying anything more about it Because it's still in process and it's true. Although you also, many episodes ago Pretty much laid down the whole thing one time <laughs> <laughs> yep. uh, man, I must have been drunk I think you were <laughs> Damn it Anyway, it's going to be a good movie when I you're think your wife is displaced <laughs> Like she listens to the podcast <laughs> You found out about it uh, Well, somebody told her Because she doesn't listen to the podcast we have this thing going with my wife and I where I ask her questions from the podcast just to, just to see if she's listened and never, never. I wonder if my wife listens to my podcast and I'm just like, hey. she's like, I, I, sometimes I do, sometimes I don't. I'm like, that's fine. Like, <laughs> right. You let me have an entire room in our house. Like, yeah, I, yeah. I'm, like I have, that is an mm-hmm. office, which is just basically like a room I can go in and shut the door and. Watch Speaking of, hey, let's let's seg over to your your, your podcast um, from and inspired by. Yes, yeah. Tell us ab- about it again. I think you probably pitched it last time. But probably pitch it again, but it's been that a while. Like two years ago. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah, I was like, thinking about. Uh, it's a podcast about soundtracks and the people who make them. I try to talk to people who uh, are part of making soundtracks uh, or have had you know like been in movies or tv shows and stuff uh i talked uh, the most recent episodes uh i talked with doug clifford the drummer from creedence clearwater revival about like his favorite uh like ccr uh songs in like in movies uh, evidently uh, big lebowski is his favorite nice interesting. Um, interesting i uh before that i talked with chris butler from the waitresses and we talked about uh square pegs uh, and we've, uh, like, upcoming <laughs> stuff, uh, hopefully I'm talking with a young woman who won an episode of Atlanta, which I'm <laughs> okay. very excited about because yeah, it's very hard to like, because... Which young me, woman? Uh, she is the one who did the acoustic ukulele cover of Paperboy. Uh, <laughs> which play, uh, which was, like, one of the first couple episodes of the, yeah. the second season. Um, so, uh, there, there's that, and, uh, I just... 
and occasionally I should definitely have you guys on at some point because we do uh, a series every summer called Your Favorite Soundtrack where we talk to people who do podcasts uh, about like their favorite soundtracks. Oh, yeah. And there are some very interesting, very interesting choices. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, I don't even want to, I don't even want to go down that road. I feel like that, that, that opens you up for a, a lot of, uh, I don't know, it's kind of, kind of a personal thing, isn't it? I think it reveals a lot about like, what you like in terms of like music and it does reveal like some of those like guilty pleasure aspects of things right. where it's like um one of my favorite soundtracks is Josie and the Pussycats right mm-hmm. and people like I, for, for the longest time like early on people were like oh I like the fact that your wife has that I'm like that's not hers that is that is mine uh, and so is Mean Girls it's got my name on it <laughs> look at the front have you have you been able to to kind of pin down when exactly it was that soundtrack started to become as important in some ways as the actual movies themselves it was because I, I can't remember I, I was I can't remember the name of I feel like there was like one, like it was around, maybe it wasn't Dirty Dancing, but it was around that time where the movie came out and all of a sudden it's like, well, soundtracks, they can make money on their own, you know, because for a while it was just something they did ancillary to the yeah, movie. It must have blown up in the 80s. I mean, yeah, it yeah it's definitely like the 80s because I feel like things like <clears throat> Top Gun <clears throat> and Dirty Dancing and all of that like were really important and then i think like honestly like what what did it for me i think this is more my age than anything else is just like quentin tarantino yeah because you essentially got like kind of like a mini movie on a because he had all the dialogue clips and stuff like that right i think it also started getting into that almost even like kind of that thing between him and Cameron Crowe of like we, our soundtrack should be, should be our mixtapes that we're giving to you because we love you yeah <laughs> more than a, even just the, these are good songs for a movie yeah because it's always like oh man like uh or uh your Wes Anderson mm-hmm. like who like honestly like any Wes Anderson soundtrack even if you're kind of iffy on the movie you know the soundtrack's mm-hmm. gonna be at least interesting even yeah. if the movie is like painfully twee <laughs> Which is a weird twee. I, I feel like a twee has fallen out of favor in terms of. I think it applies there, though. Yeah, I don't think you can really describe Wes Anderson without twee. <laughs> yeah, in some cause, even if you like it, you know, oh yeah, you no, gotta, no. Gotta, gotta, it's twee. It is. There's definitely there, there's there's a certain layer of 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 style in that substance. Like there's definitely kind of in the same way of, of a uh, uh, shit. Why can't I think of his name? Uh... This is great stuff. <laughs> <laughs> what movie? Uh, Beetlejuice. Uh, the, man, or, uh, uh, oh, Tim Burton. Yes, like how Tim Burton was like. There's quite. <laughs> there's like a lot of stuff. There's a lot of art direction <laughs> plastered over top of the, the the story that's being told. I feel like Wes Anderson falls into that camp too, where it's like there's a lot of stuff going on here just for you to look at. Yeah. Where it's like you could just kind of run it with, mm-hmm. like, you kind of at times want to watch a Wes Anderson or even, like, early Tim Burton-like stuff. Mm-hmm. Like, I want to watch Beetlejuice just completely silent, like, on a very big screen. <laughs> yeah. So I'm not distracted by anything. Mm-hmm. And have it run at, like, maybe half or quarter speed. Uh-huh. So I can just, like, see everything. Because I feel like even though they showed a billion times in Beetlejuice, the, like, the model of the town is, like, one of those things where I'm like, I... It, does that exist anywhere? Because I would really, I feel like it would, I would benefit from like being able to look at it for like an hour. Yeah. So have you, uh, have you picked up any, any 
interesting information on like um, do musicians approach soundtrack tunes differently than they approach you know regular writing? Is there a is there is there an art to soundtrack? Yeah, what what I found the the most interesting about it is like how many people like the s- tunes they did for the soundtrack was just because like the song was written and then they were approached to do it. Like, uh, I think the most famous instance of, of this is like uh, Berlin's biggest hit is "Take My Breath Away" and they didn't write that song and it bugs the shit out of them. <laughs> uh, like I haven't got to, like I've been turned down for interviews with Terry Nunn like three times. So uh, also the Goo Goo Dolls and if anybody knows how to get a hold of E.G. Daly from uh, Pee Wee's Big Adventure and Better Off Dead, um, please. Let me know. Um, those are my white whales. Hashtag let Nick know. Yes. Yeah. You can just, just but, hashtag that and double, add double deuce pod and we'll let Nick know for you. My favorite, my favorite songs from soundtracks are the ones where they, they, uh, they sum up the plot of the movie in the course of like a three minute song. Those, those, always, those, those, the, the raps. Especially. The raps. Uh, your monster squad rap, uh, your, uh, maniac cop yeah. two in credit. Dragnet, the dragnet rap. Dragnet. That is, I have, I have that, uh, if anybody listens to this episode and messages me on Twitter at Nuthouse Punks uh, with like uh, and messages Double Deuce, uh, <laughs> I will give you a copy of the Dragnet soundtrack on vinyl. Uh, I have a spare copy wow. and I will give it away. Wow. Um, uh, but no, like that—that that is the perfect one. And if you ever have a chance, there is a clip of Tom Hanks on the Graham Norton show uh, in the UK where Graham Norton brings that up and this is probably 30 years on from it and Tom Hanks does like the first probably five bars <laughs> wow. from the the, wow, the Dragnet uh, uh, City uh, the, the song City, by the way is called City, City of, of Crime, Crime. Yeah. Yeah, and, and that is not Billy Squire it sounds like Billy Squire like City of Crime it's not but it should be mm-hmm. uh, I I, it's one of those that has stayed in my head much longer than it should. I own, own the Drag Med soundtrack because I was a big, uh, a big fan of Dan Aykroyd and Tom Hanks, and I, I got really excited by that movie. Would you I really say liked it. that is like the last really good Dan Aykroyd movie? Or would you go so far as to say The Great Outdoors? No, I can't go so that far. I can't yep. go that far. I think I think Dragnet really was, and and then it just sort of. I'm gonna have to, to do shit. the math. I don't know. That's certainly getting into more of the tail end. Yeah, because I know like the, there's certainly some movies in that zone where I'm like, I'm not sure what came before what. <laughs> yeah, like that. Like I get kind of confused in the Dragnet. Great Outdoors, uh, Nothing But Trouble, like that. Yeah. They're all kind of within the same amount. I tried to rewatch Great Outdoors because it's on Amazon Prime. Right. I opined online that it has not aged well, and uh, there are a lot of people that really bothered. <laughs> wow. I can see that, but some of them I'm sure I haven't seen it in a while. Yeah. All I that- haven't seen it in a while. I remember liking it okay the last time I watched it, but not... Yeah, not loving it as much as maybe I did, or I, I don't know. I will say, however, that uh, the Charlie Sheen Emilio Estevez vehicle minute work well, is sure exactly as weird and kind of uh, fucked up as you remember it being. Like it's just true. like it's still weird. I feel like that was, was that the first time I really fell in love with Keith David. I mean, yeah, like you'd seen him before, but man, 
Yeah, because he had been like he had been in the thing, and he yeah. had been in. No uh, one had let him cut loose yet. No, I feel like but, <laughs> like that's that is him essentially playing like a very similar character to like what he plays in They Live, mm-hmm. but like definitely like having way more fun with it. And uh-huh. that was, I mean, I saw that before I saw They Live or that uh, the thing. Yeah, I don't I, think I'm so happy. Really, HBO like a billion. I'm so happy yeah. that, that years, years later, They Live is actually getting some some of the the praise that it deserves. Oh. I think it was a really, really good movie. And I granted, I haven't seen it since I saw it when I was a kid, but um, I, in my mind, it remains a, a pivotal uh, Rowdy 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 Piper film. It's uh, fantastic, and it has Buck Flowers. Yeah, which I. I that is that's the next Renaissance I'm looking for. It's just like a bunch of people like watching movies for like this guy who seems like he's very drunk and kind of perverted. <laughs> um, <laughs> we, we went on an interesting tangent there. Uh, well, we're getting close to time. Is there anything anybody needs to do? We need to plug anything. The live show is coming up. Yes, uh, come see the live show at all. Maybe, <laughs> maybe real soon. It'll be probably next week. Uh, probably at Conroy's. I've just got to confirm that. I'll call them between episodes so I can yeah. tell you the week after this show. Either next week or maybe three weeks from now? Yeah, <laughs> One exactly. of those two, probably. Yeah. Uh, a week from uh, Sunday. So Sunday, uh, the 23rd of September at 5 p.m. at Decade, I will be appearing with Abby Chessy and another movie writer whom... I can't remember, uh, to discuss, uh, it is a critics panel called Critics and Cranberries to discuss all of the films, uh, from the Free State Festival. Oh, that'd be awesome. Uh, there will be free cranberry treats and the bar will be paid. Although if anyone wants to come and, uh, buy me drinks, that would be fantastic. <laughs> there you go. There you go. Um, and listen to Nick's show from and inspired by, which you can find at any place that fine podcasts are found. Yes. From and inspired by.com. Dot com. There you go. Go there. Uh, do you have anything else you want to say? I don't know, man. I don't got anything to plug. I'm putting my hands back in that steeple position again. You are. I'm going to do the outro. Yeah. We've are been... you doing through your hands? You're holding them up kind of high. Well, I mean, now so I can show you. That wasn't, yeah. wasn't my intention. Oh, this is really loud. It okay. Is. All right. But anyway, so that's all That's all the time we have for today. Thank okay. you for tuning in to Double Deuce. Stay tuned for This American Life, followed by three hours of Wait, Wait, Don't Tell Me. That's car talk. That was very ASMR. Nice, yeah. thanks, yeah. Yeah. That was alright. Double deuce. That was alright. <laughs> <laughs> like how you threw that in there. I mean, you, you got to. Yeah. This has been Double Deuce Podcast. If you thought the intro sounded bad, this outro sounds even worse. Thanks for listening to Double Deuce. We'd love to hear what you have to say. You can email us at doubledeucepod at gmail.com. Find us on Twitter at, at Double Deuce Pod, or look us up on Facebook at Double Deuce Podcast. It's all pretty simple, right? Yeah, not sure how you listen to us, but you can find us all over the place. iTunes and the Libsons and the Stitchers and, and the Google, I think it's Google Play, I don't know. There's other things too, I found out. There's all kinds of places. We're everywhere, man. Yeah. And hey, we really appreciate any feedback, and it does really, really help if you could review and rate it yeah. on iTunes in particular. Subscribe. Subscribe and let people know about it. Mm-hmm. Your word of mouth is, tell, is worth a thousand. Tell your friends. thousand mouths. Tell your mom. That are paid for. Your mom likes podcasts. Yeah, tell her. Yeah, likes your mom, too. I love your mom. We both do. Double deuce. We're doing so well. <laughs>